Signs of the Southland, Sunday, November 28th, 2021. Mr. Grant, what are we doing in, in your apartment in front of the TV today? This is about as close, I think, as anyone's ever going to get to a live episode of Signs of the Southland, unless there's just massive clamoring that I don't know about, but... I don't know. You know, we're here. We're at Jake's apartment in redacted part of Atlanta. Uh, we have the NCAA Women's Volleyball Selection Special pulled up in front of us. Uh, and we are going to live commentate that as the bracket comes out on ESPNU. Um, yeah. I don't know, do you have any preliminary thoughts on uh, what should we should see? Yeah, I do have some preliminary thoughts. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how things shake up. Based on the RPI, I think um, we probably could could expect to see uh, three, four, five uh, ACC teams hosting regionals this year. Uh, but based on what the coaches and I guess the greater perception of the sport, it'll probably be closer to two or three. Obviously, with us uh, being that three, uh, we're hoping that it would be three. Uh, but they have just announced that Louisville, the overall number one undefeated Louisville Cardinals. Uh, ACC champions uh, will be the number one seed overall in the tournament. Um, that is thoroughly unsurprising. It would be a shock and a travesty if it was anything else. Louisville has been rated very well this year, uh, and they'll host all the way through uh, the Elite Eight uh, before things move on to Columbus, which is definitely worth noting as the site of the Final Four and the National Championship in about three weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, number two seed nationally is Texas. Texas has one loss. They're 24 and one. Uh, number three seed Pitt Panthers, 26 and three. Uh, they are second place in the, well, they finished second place in the conference as ESPN use shows a couple of lovely shots of Pitt playing Tech at home. Yeah. That's two. Um, <laughs> There's a. I, I hope, I really wish they would include. Uh, Pitt losing to losing to Tech at home. Uh, anyway, number four seed Wisconsin Badgers, twenty five and three. You had something to say on Pitt? Yeah, I was going to say none of these are unexpected uh, in terms of the top four. Uh, Wisconsin being a little bit more borderline, but uh, really the polls basically uh, waited as long as possible to move Texas down from number one and Wisconsin down from the top as well. So. Good to see the ACC getting its due. Uh, Tech did notably win at Pitt. Uh, obviously, we don't know the rest of our draw, of these draws that they're going to be seeing here. But in terms of a top four, it's unremarkable overall. Um, we could very well go into a building that we've already played in this year in terms of Louisville and Pitt. Uh, and then, like I said, Pitt being a place that we did win. So definitely notable. Uh, it is important to note that just like every other rankings release, and every other tournament special, ESPN is intent on dragging this out as long as possible. So I guess we're going to have to vamp for 10 minutes every time they display four seeds. So that's a top four. That's Louisville, that's Texas, Pitt, and Wisconsin. Two ACC teams in an unusually strong year for the conference. I don't know what else is going on around the nation in terms of uh, you know, how we compare... You know, if, if maybe the Big Ten is having a bit of a down year or maybe the Big 12 is having a bit of a down year. So 
it's an interesting mix, right? I would say that uh, in terms of the, the conference as a whole, just really bringing up the floor and the middle is kind of similar to a narrative that we've seen already in volleyball. Um, they're also going over some more teams right now. We'll let you know if Tech pops up here in the meantime. But um, Baylor and Purdue have been seeded five and six. Uh, Tech could have been expected to go as high as six. Uh, just given that they are six in the RPI, but uh, the ACC has really stepped up its scheduling as a conference. Kentucky uh, at seven here, yeah. and uh, I don't know all, all of uh, all of it's very deserved. But I do think, especially as we see these seeds roll out, not that we're you know disappointed not to be announced yet, but um, you know, frankly, I'm just happy that we're doing a conference. Hey, there we're we doing are. a preview show, there and here's are. Tech at number eight nationally, uh, 23 and five. Like we already said, there are some very fun highlights here that we're going over um you should tweet that while we while we have this open yeah and i think the fact that we see three acc teams in the top eight um they're now announcing ohio state who essentially uh other than the middle two rounds have a home (laughs) tournament yeah she just domed that notre dame girl um well i'm more laughing at the fact that they they're using the tech logo for ohio state in the corner there that's very funny espn is always as you know, cares about their non-rope sports, as we've always said. Yeah. Um, it looks like somebody is trying to watch freaking Sunday Night Football on my YouTube TV, so I'm going to go yell at someone. Anyway, we're going to vamp really quick while Jake has to fix his TV. Oh, no. 10 we Nebraska. 11 BYU. Again, none of it, none of it is expected. None of it's unexpected. BYU seems a little low, at least in terms of their record. They're 21 and 8. Or, or ugh, twenty-eight and one. Excuse me. Um, Minnesota at number twelve. That's interesting, considering where, where we played Minnesota last year, uh, and how highly regarded that program is, and how highly regarded their coaching staff is as well. Minnesota almost took out took out Wisconsin last Sunday. Um, I would like to say that's what it is. We see a. Uh, UCLA team right now being ranked 13th. Uh, they did defeat us this year. We've talked about the caveats there. The information is really coming fast at this oh, point. Oh yeah, um, they're they're they took their time with the top four, and now they're rattling off the next the it, next few. It's probably just all the national seeds, and then they'll yeah. draw it out, go to commercial. But Creighton, uh, number 14, um, they've been one of the best mid-major programs all year. No shocker there. Um, Send the tweet. Oh, that oh, is a sent, sent tweet. It's already getting likes, man. We're going great. <laughs> and I just got a notification on Discord from someone <laughs> quoting our tweet. Uh, <laughs> the benefits of live radio. Uh, this looks like Oregon. Oh, no. no Washington, Washington at 15. That's interesting. I would like to make one more comment about Nebraska. Louisville did knock them off uh, in their home gym this year. Uh, they are the uh, Florida rounds out with the 16th. But um, uh, Nebraska is the highest uh, attended volleyball team in the country. Uh, and Louisville went into their own gym and knocked them off. So in terms of ACC teams, they've all been tested this year. Um, it's a really the top three, um, really really strong year for yes. the ACC, like as a whole. Like those top three seeded teams uh, in the ACC just battled, and I hate using the word battled considering <laughs> what we're going to talk about later. But they have battled and really fought this year. Uh, to make a name for the conference, and it's it's good to see that work recognized on, on a national scale, especially because yeah. Louisville went undefeated. Yeah, with the schedule that they had. 
It's it's very very impressive. Louisville is uh, had a fantastic year. Pitt had a fantastic year. Uh, the real questions now are Miami with Miami being a top twelve program and Florida State being a top fifteen program in terms of RPI. Um, one kind of surprising not to see either of them hosting, but uh, the question now becomes when are we going to see their names pop up? Um, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, and then borderline Syracuse. So we could see six up to seven teams in this tournament, which it's just a massive, massive increase over the discourse that we had around uh, around this tournament in 2019 and where kind of the state of the program was. And this is kind of reflecting a collective for the conference in general to schedule a lot stronger. You're seeing, you know, like we said, Louisville going into Nebraska's gym, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame finished with a losing record because their non-con was that hard, wound up with a 36 RPI. They were, so Notre Dame, when they started conference play, and they came to Georgia Tech that first weekend was three and nine. Yep. And they came in. They uh, their RPI was still really high. They, their too. RPI was really high, but they that was a turning point in a lot of ways for their season. When they came in, they lost those first two sets. They turned it around in the third set, and then uh, and then really kind of just laid the wood on Georgia Tech in their home gym. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this gets spaced out as we uh, as we move forward with the tournament bracket yeah. release here. Uh, they're about to go for the Louisville upper left bracket. Louisville drew UIC um, from, actually, I know their athletic facilities real well. <laughs> um, if, uh, maybe a story for another podcast, but uh, we can talk about high school basketball and swimming in their gym and their pool. But um, they'll have Ball State and Michigan as well. Michigan, notable, good program. Ball State, very, very strong out of the MAC. They'll draw Miami. That's um, good. That's number four, right? Number four ACC team? Yep. Or, well, number three finish, but number four... Well, they shouldn't uh, be number three finish, but that's... The fourth all ACC team in the tournament is yeah. what I mean to say, because yes. English is hard. Florida A&M uh, and Florida oh. will finish out that, uh, what is that, eight-team set? Yeah, so Miami wouldn't go to Louisville to play them in Louisville until the Sweet 16. So they'll be in Florida's region, because um, it's... It, yeah. You kind of got to think about it. And this goes for them as well as us. Um, podcasting is a visual medium. Podcast is a visual medium. Especially live podcasting. you, you got to think about it like a baseball regional in that it's like that pod. Granted, it's not double limb or bracket style play, but um, you do have kind of those groups of four. Tennis is similar. It is worth noting. Uh, we've seen our fifth ACC team up already. That's North Carolina going to Ohio State's uh, site. Uh, they'll play Tennessee to start and then Ohio State if they win. Um not as notable the other half of the bracket, except oh. for the fact that it's us. <laughs> <laughs> not as notable, he says. So that's Western Kentucky and South Carolina uh, in one half of Georgia Tech's regional pod and the Citadel. Uh, totally n- <laughs> vaunted uh, usual opponent, the Citadel. I do, and I say that, that with scares me. <laughs> I say that with uh, a very, uh, very aggressive amount of irony. Vaunted opponent, the Citadel, will play Georgia Tech in the first round. Time to tweet. Time to tweet. So that's he Western says. Kentucky. Yeah, so that's Western Kentucky versus South Carolina in the first game uh, in the Georgia Tech regional, and then Georgia Tech versus the Citadel. That is an interesting matchup. The problem is that I can tell you a lot about the football teams at uh, those other three schools. 
I cannot tell you a lot about their women's volleyball teams. So I hope you have some RPI statistics pulled up for me to talk about. Yeah, I will uh, do that one sec. He's tweeting. Oh, I this completely is... botched the tweet. Nope. Oh, what did Gotta you do? Gotta delete it so I can put it in the thread. Oh my God. Live podcasting and live tweeting are um, arts. Performance arts, Tech as we've all said. In the Louisville regional. It's a region, right? It's just region. It's not the regional. Because they just region. flow into flow into Louisville if uh, if Louisville advanced far enough. Actually, I think it's being played at the Yum Center. Like really? All of Louisville's matches, I think, are being played at the Yum Center. They might, they, have, they might have 15, 16,000 fans at those games. Uh, it could be a fun trip. I'm, I'm not not thinking about it. Along with North Carolina and Miami. So that is... Five ACC teams that we've counted so far. It's already a strong year for the conference, right oh, there. Oh yeah, and I mean the fact again, going back to 2019, that year we only saw three ACC teams make it at all. Um, the year Tech finished second uh, in the conference, and you know all the the details there. But um, yeah, no, it's it's great to see. There's uh, I don't know. I'm kind of lost here at this point. I like how she's on the TV behind her. That's yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> that's that's a little unsettling. Uh, pull up the RPI. Let's yeah, talk about let's talk about at least the so, Citadel while we're here. So the thing I did want to note though is um, on the Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten discussion in terms of conferences in general. The Big Twelve is the number one conference in terms of RPI overall. They do only have ten teams. Um, yes, because so counting is hard for athletic directors. There's a lot more. Uh, Wade in the ACC or potential for it. Um, so yeah, the bottom of the ACC is not quite as high as the bottom of the Big 12, but there's a lot more room to fall, if you will. Hey, they got us on the big board looking at, uh, I think they're going to do a live check-in, maybe? Or they're yeah. just waving. They gave out some shirts. Are those normal volleyball shirts? I think those are just normal Georgia Tech volleyball shirts. Oh. Kayla Kaiser is doing another TikTok dance. Nice, nice. Classic. Um, but yeah, no, and then the Big Ten uh, is third with the ACC sandwich right in the middle. In the meantime, we will pull up teams. I just need to this is a good point. this. This is a good point to note that uh, the NCAA selection show has gone to commercial, so we have some time to breathe. Oh, we have some time to catch up. Uh, no free ads for the ads that are currently going on on the selection show, and that's why we have it muted. Oof. The Citadel is 213th in RPI. Uh, presumably they won the SOCON. Uh, they're 14 and 11 as Doesn't of the last Doesn't it say update. that their last... I mean, it looks like their last game was a W. Yeah, so, so we yeah. can click on them. Let's, they, let's see if they've played anyone interesting, since we are blessed with... Three, blessed with technology. Three whole minutes to breathe. Um, so let's see, they have... Ooh, that um, is a... Canceled game against Auburn. That's tough. That um, might be their toughest... Um, well, like... Best opponent on this list. Yeah, Northern Illinois we played a couple years ago. Idaho State we played a couple years ago. I just don't know how to compare apples to apples. Over well, there's also years. the RPI ranks on the right. Furman. Like. Nope, that's attendance. Oh, I tried. Yeah, there's no, there's no way that Mercer's 20th in RPI. No offense, Mercer. Uh, Furman, I think we've seen them before. But really, there's not a lot to be able to judge off of here. It looks like they defeated... Um, oh wow! They went UNC, two, Greensboro, three. Samford, and Wofford, which probably means they were the seven seed 
in the uh, seventh seed in the conference, if I had to guess. I mean, we can pull up the yeah, SoCon bracket. They've won three in a row, so that's hmm. interesting. That. Let's interesting. Let's look at Western Kentucky. Yeah, I'll pull it up just next. while we just while we have to. Uh, well, well we have plenty that we could go off that we just had to run right through. Western Kentucky stuff. looks to have also won their uh, won their conference, the CUSA. Uh, they are 18th. RPI 18th. Oh, that's a little scarier. Uh, they Law- swept Notre Dame. That's an early season Notre Dame. They yeah. also played Lipscomb, who we played in the conference turn or the yeah. NCAA tournament last year. That's a 3-1, 3-1. victory. Swept Wake Forest. Oh, shoot. I think that's so notable. Good. <laughs> um, uh, Ole couple Miss sweeps loss. of Marshall. Couple uh, three ones to Charlotte. There's a lot of double games here. We might want to hope that South Carolina takes these folks out. Yeah, that's how uh, the CUSA has been scheduling this year. Interesting. Doubles. Interesting. And a then lot they, of sweeps for the CUSA. And they, I don't think they lost at all in CUSA play. Oh, they didn't. Or they only lost ooh, a couple sets, honestly. Uh, and they only lost the one set in the tournament, too. Huh. So they must have dropped one game then because Rice was the number one seed in the tourney. But oh, they dropped more than one because UTEP was number two. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Intriguing. Show me South Carolina. I know South Carolina went 14-14. and 14. That I am certain of. Now let's go to the advanced metrics. He's very prepared because he has to swipe back and forth to find the next button and the previous button. Uh, so uh, South Carolina, obviously, they SEC. Beat, they beat the Rice team that was in the Cusa Championship. Yes. Uh, oh. they, South Carolina swept Clemson. Uh, they swept UCF, who we went 3-1 against, and they also beat them 3-1. Uh, 3-2 to Georgia, or they beat Georgia 3-2. They got swept by Pitt. Interessante. They traded sweeps with Alabama. That's odd. Yeah, that's really weird, actually. Tennessee uh, is a tournament team. They lost. They to them beat Kentucky. Twice. Yeah, they did. They did the same thing to Kentucky that we did to Pitt. So that's interesting. And then they lost twice to Florida, who's the 16. And then they got swept by Arkansas. They kind so. of fell off uh, at the end of the year. Kalia oh, is on the TV right now. We have it muted, so we can't actually listen to what she's saying. I'm sure it's great, though. I'm sure it's very motivational. Uh, I, I think it's also a rights violation if we unmute the TV. So uh, Also true. Technically, we don't make any money off of this, though. That is true. We definitely do not make any money off of what this. What else is interesting? Uh, they did lose to Tennessee twice. South yes. Carolina lost to Tennessee Ten- twice. Tennessee is a tournament uh, team, too. They're playing North Carolina in the opening game. So. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting matchup. I think, like, we, like you laid out, I think Western Kentucky is the toughest out here. There are no easy... Well, well, out of there the, are going to be the no three, easy yeah. games yeah. in this bracket, which is terrifying. But. Which is like every time that we talk about baseball <laughs> regionals, that's uh, that's how it is, yep. right? It's yep. it, there are no easy games in the regional bracket, um, and so this makes it very, very, uh, very, very interesting moving forward. Yeah. Um, let's see. I. Uh, oh wow. Um, Let's see if there's any more insight that we can glean real quick. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we talked Western Kentucky. We talked South Carolina. We talked the Citadel a little bit. Wow. 
this interview so long, I really want to know what's going on. But yeah, um, also they're giving us a lot of time to vamp and talk about these things. Uh, whereas we're ready for the rest of the bracket now. We're yeah. ready to issue some hot takes and then could they digest. have slowed down the top sixteen seeds or something? Ugh, they, also, this is the worst paced every year. These yeah. selection shows are terribly paced. <laughs> so. Um, Let's see. Okay. Well, I I'm think we can breathe a little thoughts. bit. I think we can breathe a little thoughts. bit here. This is great podcasting. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I don't exactly know what the schedule for the day looks like. Um, I, it's obviously there are three games. Yeah. Right. Um, I, it's 12-2 and then 12-3. So presumably an afternoon for the non-home game. Yeah. A night so game for us. Yeah. So they'll probably do like a 2 p.m. for Western Kentucky, South Carolina, and then a 6 p.m. for... Um, uh, Citadel Georgia Tech and then the winner will probably play at 2pm on the next day but this is something we can look up yeah, I don't know why it, we're talking about it we can look this up I don't think they'll announce it until after the game it all, well it no it might be in the post anything. no this is just they await their selection oh it doesn't say in yeah. there yeah. Mm. this is a very long interview <laughs> it is <laughs> no, I'm this really is... curious oh Oh, boy. Yeah, no. Um, in terms of automatic qualifiers, the Citadel was, in fact, the automatic qualifier, yeah. as was Western Kentucky. Yeah, so both of them won their conferences. Yeah. I'm uh, really interested. To, I wish we could have pulled up or paused or screen grabbed or whatever the, um, whatchamacallit, the other part of the bracket, because that would have been interesting to note, you know, potential... Potential matchups on the other side. Yeah. Other than um, North Carolina and Tennessee, I didn't catch the. So it was Ohio State versus Howard? Howard, yeah. So and, that would be. And then North Carolina and Tennessee fed into that. Yeah. And then our regional. Yeah. Well, we're getting back started with the brackets, so I guess we'll uh, tick, tick, chop, chop here. Yeah. Given that it looks like Baylor is the first thing they're mentioning next, we may not run into an ACC team on this side of the bracket. We'll oh, now they're rattling them out. So that's Baylor, Texas A&M. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Northern Colorado, Washington State. A lot of automatic Stanford. qualifiers there. Stanford is on this side of the bracket. Uh, they will play... Come on. Iowa, Iowa State. State. That's an interesting matchup. Iowa State's been pretty uh, good this year. Uh, for like non-volleyball purposes, that's a very interesting matchup to me. South Dakota, we played oh. in the NBI, uh, NIVC tournament uh, two years ago versus Minnesota, who we played in the NCAA tournament last year. So that has a lot of narrative significance good, to Georgia Tech. South Dakota, though. That was a fun program. They hosted a good game. Their fan turnout was really strong. So Absolutely. Also, I called them South Dakota State while I was speaking Oops. quickly. It is South Dakota, not South Dakota State. i got to be very specific about that. Number 13, UCLA will play Fairfield, uh, and that part of the bracket will take on uh, the winner of Pepperdine and UCF. Uh, then Texas Tech will play Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City. Uh, and the winner of that will play the winner of Colgate and Wisconsin. So interesting stuff on this side of the bracket. Um, off the bat, um, Pepperdine, good to see them. In Pepperdine, the Pepperdine. Uh, UCF has six losses. Of those six losses, half of them are to teams represented in our chunk of the regional or of the bracket, being South Carolina for I believe two. We said and uh, Tech for obviously another one. Mm -hmm. Um, that was Interesting. Definitely a definitely a tough game, but I think it's it's very telling of of Tech's strength of schedule and the way that they schedule this year, which is schedule that 
there are so many teams from their schedule that are in this tournament already. Yes. Like, we're not even – I mean, we're just about halfway through the bracket, um, and we are already seeing so many, uh, so many appearances. I want to dive into one of these teams. Actually, I want to see what UCF is looking like. Uh, in the RPI, if you can pull that up. Yeah. Um, let me go navigate there. You had them right there. I did have them right there. So we talked about UCF's losses, those six losses. They went 19-1 and one conference. Obviously, they lost their season opener to Tech uh, 3-1. Uh, two losses to South Carolina. They also got swept by Penn State. Uh, so that's an interesting feather in their cap. They lost to Georgia. Lost to Georgia. A loss to – or a five-set win over Miami – and then I think they only lost to Houston in a five setter. The oh, and they the stomped. They yeah. stomped a lot of those teams in uh, in the AAC. Uh, took took five sets to Wichita. Took five sets to Cincinnati. But everything else is a sweep, a sweep, a sweep, a sweep, and then five sets to Houston. So uh, they uh, they really ran <laughs> ran train through. Uh, Ran train right through the heart of the AC or the AAC. There, it's interesting too. I'm I'm really interested uh, to see in particular where Florida State lands. I know we've noted on Miami and, and we have seen them pop up already. But um, in terms of like our last look at Tech, like it's really easy to be like, oh shoot, Western Kentucky's a top twenty team in RPI. Uh oh, um, which again, very reasonable response. Also uh, very true, considering that RPI is a literal number. That but, we're not just eye testing this and, and coaches polling it, but no the uh, the last team Georgia Tech faced was number fourteen Florida State. Like it's not like RPI is a a death knell, and also we're number six. Like it's I don't know. I, I feel like my instant reaction was to be like, uh oh, scared. But well, no, well there people is should be aud- scared of us. This is a weird concept. There, you know, you realize that there is an audio recording of you saying that we should be scared of, of our opponents, right? I can go back in this audio recording and, and pull it But we later. should. So, I'm um, inconsistent at best. Woo! Fantastic. Uh, let's actually go in and look at Florida State's tournament resume while we have a minute here. Yeah, again, um, they did lose to UCF uh, in five sets. Other notables, Michigan, uh, who is in the in the field already, they were swept by um, in terms of other teams. Florida, they actually beat Florida and Notre Dame here. They beat UGA in five. Uh, they lost to UCF in five, as we noted. They were swept by Louisville. UNC sweep. They swept UNC, lost to Miami in four and five apiece. Uh, lost to Pitt, uh, three sets to one. Obviously got beaten by us twice. twice. Uh, I mean, it's. I think this is one of those things, and they they ended the season on a on a really rough streak. Yeah. Here they they um, lost at or they won at Syracuse uh, in the middle of November, and then took three straight losses to end the year. And I'm sure that that uh, that that Miami one hurt, considering it was a a five set game. If you think about it, looking at how they ended their year, yeah, we can talk about how they're. A, good RPI team and, and all that. But working backwards from the tech loss, they were beat by Notre Dame, obviously a good team. Miami, five Miami's seven, in the good field. team. Syracuse is a bubble team. Uh, North Florida, throw that one out. Tech um, again. Tech again. But before that, their string of wins is 
Clemson, another Syracuse win. Boston College, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, lost to Pittsburgh, went over Virginia, went over a Duke team. Like, they didn't really, other than the two wins against Syracuse, after, after the North Carolina win at the beginning of October, they didn't really do Are Are you anything? saying Are you saying they didn't play nobody? No, they played buddies, but they lost to all the buddies. So I, I think this is an example, and I, I saw this mentioned in Discord for something else, but this is an example of a team that wins exactly the games that it is supposed to. Right? Yeah. If you go back and look you go back and look at their, their schedule, you're talking about wins versus Georgia, who's not that great. Um, UCF, <laughs> UCF, who's a is a good team, but but probably equivalent length, right? That's maybe a 50-50 yeah. or maybe a 60, uh, 60-40 in, in, in Florida State's favor. And then you look at wins versus Virginia, versus Duke, versus uh, um, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Boston College. Those are games that you were supposed to win. It's a comprehensive schedule where they have met expectations. Yep. In, in most of the in most of these games, but they haven't been able to turn it up to the next and, gear. And real talk—that's what it takes to make a tournament like this. Like, mm-hmm. I, not especially be, because it's the expanded field again this year, right? Because it's yeah. back to sixty-four and it's not cut at forty-eight again. And, and there's no way last year that Tech would have been nearly as bubbly as as they wound up being if if it, it was the full field. Yeah, and and plus they didn't. You know, when you lose four games to a good Miami team. A great pit team, a great Louisville team, and a solid Notre Dame team. That's always been a solid team, um, and and in the conversation for tournaments and and conference titles and things like that. Like, you don't leave yourself a lot of room for error. So, if we would have been stacking that resume up with what we have this year, I think it wouldn't have been nearly as much of a, a question or, or anything like that. I'm really struggling to figure out something else to tweet, but I. Like there's I don't really know. no I'm... other information that we're not covering on the podcast or we'll cover in oh shoot. Um I should post the, the Oh pre-rate. yeah, that might be a good idea. Yep. Uh it looks like they're talking about our or the they might be they're revealing about, yeah. or reviewing what they've uh revealed already. Yeah. Um we are in the Ohio State or paired up with Ohio State on this side of the bracket. Yeah. So I think we're half we're just about halfway done. Uh, and it's already been 30 minutes of live podcasting. Uh, so, very interesting. Vamp uh, for a sec. Oh, crap. Uh, one more note on FSU. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, one of their opponents, also did make the tournament. So, I would expect FSU to be in this field. Oh, yeah. They're top I, 15 RPI team. They should be in the field. Yeah, I would, I would expect FSU to be in this field. Uh, another note before they go and start... Uh, well, no, I guess we're going ahead and starting the rest of the matchups, starting with Pittsburgh's regional. Pittsburgh versus UMBC, noted basketball darlings. Uh, they, the winner of that will face Towson or Penn State. So there's where uh, uh, Penn State, usual Big Ten power, shows up. They showed up in Pitt's region. Ooh. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of good attendance. Oregon will play Kansas on the other half. Uh, and the winner of that will play Ole Miss. Another or, team we've mentioned a couple times tonight. Or Creighton. Creighton. So that's a really compelling top half. Also, especially since all of those games are in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, not the, the Creighton chunk isn't, but um, UMBC noted uh, Tech grad transfer Grace Rigsby. Um, and then FAMU that we forgot to mention earlier. I believe that's where Dominique Washington 
grad transfer to as well. All right, we're still rolling. So number 11, BYU, will face Boise State, and the winner of that pairing will face off uh, in a Utah battle of Utah Valley versus Utah. Uh, then Marquette versus Dayton. Dayton. Ooh. That's Dayton. very basketball-y. That is very, that's a very basketball matchup. The winner of that will play Illinois State or... Come on. Really come on. We're like live Illinois podcasting State. here. Purdue. Purdue. Uh, so all those will be taking place at Mackey Arena then? Probably. I don't know. That's a very Midwestern regional. Yeah, that is a very Midwestern regional. Other than I like the, it. Other than the detour over to Utah and Utah Valley. Oh, no, I just meant the Purdue part. But, oh, well, yeah. yeah. That, that does do... It's, yeah. it's very basketball. Like yeah. there, there's three major basketball powers. Obviously, this is a volleyball show, but there's three major basketball powers in that regional, um, and it's it's really interesting. It, it's really interesting just from that regard. Hold on, I'm like trying to. Oh my god, dude! This is incredible live audio. I I really get. See, the problem is I can't post this till the end of the show because it has notes about the rest of the ACC. So uh, never mind. So let's just go back to podcasting. Yeah. So let's. Actually, while we have this in front of us, let's dive into Purdue because okay. I think that they're hosting one of these regionals. I think that's a really good opportunity to get a look at maybe the typical Big Ten team, how that conference shapes up. And especially since we've been talking about it, Purdue has had a really good year, right? So yep. let's dive into their resume and take a look-see. Fantastic. You, you basically had it pulled up already. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can read your mind. They're RPI 10, uh, which makes sense for them getting a host site. 26-6, and 15-5 in conference. They played Kansas. Kansas is another tournament team. They did play Louisville as well. Lipscomb is also on there. Tennessee is on there. Ohio State is on there. Obviously, We're going to see are... more of these Big Ten teams as more as the bracket is revealed as well, particularly Illinois. Um, Michigan is down there. A um, lot of four-set games, but that, that again speaks to the fact that the Big Ten is very, very competitive. I don't really like gassing up other conferences. Um, I'm making note Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, Nebraska, the obvious uh, candidates there as well. But I don't know. It, it, it sounds silly to be like, oh, yes, Big Ten basketball or Big Ten volleyball. Very competitive. But um, it is. It is. <laughs> it, the fact of the matter is this is your prototypical good uh, Big Ten, Big Ten team. Um, in terms of like – if anything is surprising, I think the... They the, went on a nice little win streak to, yeah. to cap off the year. The only blemish on that was the season-ending loss to Nebraska. I well, but they beat Wisconsin and Minnesota on the road <laughs> I think in the Min middle of November. That's that's playing good volleyball. You just went in front of 12,000 total hostile fans. Oh, yeah. Look at beat some top of these. 10 teams in their, in their own gym. Like, look at some of these attendance totals. Go back, if you want to go back to the schedule real quick. Yeah. Look at some of these attendance totals. You're talking about um, starting with even starting well, at home. At for, home. Like, yeah. they, they packed 2,400 fans into the gym. That's, that's at home, yeah. Look so that's that. 2,400 in Nebraska or, or in uh, Mackey Arena itself. They played in front of 8,300 uh, in, in Nebraska. Or I guess they're not playing in Mackey. That's in Holloway. But I've never heard of Holloway, so my apologies. But... I mean, I assume they'll play in Mackey now that they've made the tournament. I, I, it depends on if Mackey is set up for uh, set up for volleyball. Unlike, um, like McCamish now is not set up for volleyball anymore. I don't think there's nowhere to like put the posts. Put in the, the stanchions, floor. yeah. Um, I, there, I mean, 
because we like when we looked into this the last time it it turned out that the original McCamish floor had the stanchion post yeah but now it's just solid concrete under there, there so. there's two schools of thought i have there one i would love to see 9000 georgia tech fans at a game i think that would be one of the coolest experiences I also of think my sporting lives i also think it's very possible to fit 9000 people in there like oh, i think yeah. you could i i think between students and fans that live in the area I think you could get you you could fill that place out for a tournament game. The one problem is it's a, is that it's a short turnaround. Um, but Friday, a second round game, I, that would be that would be it. But I, I also think, I also think that there are games this weekend. There are basketball games this weekend. There are uh, Sunday though. It's it's uh -huh, first, yeah North Carolina. Uh, so it'd be a tight turnaround. But yeah, North Carolina is games, this weekend. Games are Thursday, Friday in oh, volleyball. Oh, tournament. In volleyball. Because you know can't can't touch Saturday. Uh, it's still the fall. Uh, we we know about that. But um, not to not, not to, to belabor the point. That. But I think it would be an interesting experience. But at right. the same time, having twelve hundred people in O'Keefe is going to be louder, hotter, and probably more atmospheric, if you will. Than putting then if you don't fill McCamish right because mm -hmm. you could you could roll the dice and put you know twenty four hundred people in, in McCamish or, or five thousand or, or whatever that is but, but the look is weird if it's oh now we didn't fill the place yeah so it's like um, I'm gonna avoid the obvious example but it's like keeping the upper decks like for an Atlanta United game oh Keep, my god he went there whoa, 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 whoa. I know I, I'm no, the, time. I, I, I ignored the other obvious example but it's it's doing the Atlanta United uh, seating configuration but not tarping off the upper deck that's basically what it would look like for um, for McKimish Pavilion in a volleyball configuration obviously it's not like the NIT against Indiana I'm pretty sure they sold out the whole lower bowl uh, but there was just nobody in the upper deck like yeah. they literally sold every ticket in the lower but for whatever reason yeah. they just didn't sell the upper yeah, which, which is what is they would fine. do in this scenario. Which too, is fine. Also, they're not going to put they're not going to buy tarps for the upper deck. <laughs> no, like, I, no, but they leave it empty. Yeah, for sure. Leave it empty. They, they leave it cordoned off. Yada they did yada, not. Yada. They did not go to all those lengths to finally put up a 2019 NIBC banner. By the way, a long-standing uh, gripe of yours. I was going to say of ours as a podcast, but thanks for putting me out there. Um, <laughs> I I also griped about it, but you've been more vocal about it. Let's That's be true. clear. Also, great to see uh, Pitt's head coach getting a long interview as well in this. Uh, yeah, but ours was longer. So. It, it was, but, you know, good, good to see the, the ACC. We're, we're represented very well. As far. I've always said, this is just all a measuring contest between mm -hmm. ACC teams. Yeah. Why even play the games? Just make it an ACC Final Four. <laughs> yeah, spin the big wheel. That's mm, I Miami, FSU, UNC. Miami gets two squares, FSU gets two squares, and UNC only gets one. I'm down. Um, I think a lot of that discussion, like unironically, I mean this not as a joke, I'm being completely serious. I think a lot of the discussion in terms of like that kind of thing, it sort of or invites the question of why the ACC doesn't have a conference tournament anymore, right? Because think about how that would look in this year of all years. You might have some teams whose tournament resumes get a little dinged from their performance in the conference tournament but think about the compelling or the the how compelling of a tv product that would be yeah um 
I mean, I think volleyball is already an intimately watchable product. It's you can bottle it up in as short as 90 minutes for a lot of games, up to two and a half, three hours at most. But then again, that's how you, how long you're spending. It's it's basically you either have a basketball length game or a football length game. But um, yeah, I I agree. Uh, I think. I hope that a lot of these games also wind up on national TV as well. Also, the bracket is back. Florida State has made the tournament like we said they were going to. Obviously, you heard it here first. Um, Florida State will play Kansas State. Uh, they will face the winner of Campbell and – come on. Come it's whoever on. that national seed is. I keep yeah. forgetting. I, we should have these prepared. They, oh, they, they didn't, they didn't show it. Put it on. And they're, they're in the Kentucky chunk of the region, uh, presumably. So I guess this is the Texas field. Mm. Who else is – Who's, no, the, who's I, the fourth national seed? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. No, we already saw Wisconsin get posted. Yeah, Wisconsin. Was, Wisconsin was the top right. Yeah. So they're in the uh, Texas. Uh, they're in the Texas chunk so, of the bracket. This is so annoying. Yeah, we're, we uh, apologize in advance and in the past. Live podcasting is very difficult. Yeah, but uh, let's let's talk about. I don't know. Let's go talk about Kansas State. Let's talk about who Florida State is facing. Yeah. Uh, first I up will, here. Flip over to that. This is not them. This is Purdue. Uh, there's Ohio State. Honestly, Ohio State's actually in our chunk of the bracket. Since we're so right let's there, talk about Ohio let's State. Let's go then. look at them. Um, Ohio State. It's worth noting uh, they are a Big Ten team. So saw a lot of the same uh, faces. They smoked Virginia, but Virginia was the worst team in our conference. They um, did beat Notre Dame in back-to-back games, one home and one away. Yes. Uh, they have a loss to Penn State. They have a loss to Purdue. Michigan, sweep of Michigan. Yep. Oh, double sweep of Michigan. Uh, Four-setter over Purdue. Losses to Wisconsin in Minnesota. Uh, both uh, They played three total games between Wisconsin and Minnesota. Lost all three of them, so no big marquee win. But they did beat Nebraska. Uh, oh, they swept Nebraska. At home. So interesting. That is that is yeah. That's probably their marquee win. There I, is Texas. Yeah. So I that's guess that's what this we were waiting to see. Campbell versus Texas. Uh, the winner of that will play Florida State or Kansas oh, State. They have, go, they have to go play in Texas's gym too. Oh no. Is that the same as the? Be- no, it's different. No. It's that big brown brick arena. Louisville had to play there. That sounds round familiar. Twenty nineteen. But, um, <laughs> that sounds familiar. Big, big brown brick arena. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous building. I watched that whole game for some reason, and that was just two teams that were on the television at the time that I was watching the television. Not a compelling TV product. Just two teams that were on the television at the same time that you were that you were happening to be watching television. Texas volleyball stadium. That, that'll get me something. It's it's a very oh, it's a bandbox. Yes. That is a bandbox. It's like playing soccer at the postage stamp at Yankee Stadium. It, it's O'Keefe, but for Texas. Oh, yeah, and it's Texas-sized. It is – actually, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. It is a Texas-sized O'Keefe. Um, With it the is, same high gy- – yeah, Gregory Gymnasium. That's what it's called. That is just very Texas, like as a name. It just gives me very Texas vibes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All it did was redirect me to concessions. I don't want concessions. <laughs> Okay. Oh, actually, it was Campbell, Nebraska. So that's Wait, why they. That's dumb. So I guess they just cover Texas. So it's Florida, Florida State, Kansas State, Florida Campbell, State Nebraska. Has an opportunity to be playing Kentucky. And then State. there's the Texas part: Washington versus Brown, Hawaii versus Mississippi State, San Diego versus Rice, Sacred Heart versus Texas. I actually State, think a team we played this year. I actually think that's the entire bracket. So yeah. is that six? 
ACC team? Seven? Bottom right, first and second round games. We've seen Wisconsin, Louisville, Texas, and Pitt. Yeah, I, th- I think the rest of this show might just be them having 15 minutes of interviews and vamping and things like that. So, you, how do I acquire tickets to this tournament in Atlanta? I have season tickets. I better be able to get into this stadium. Have you, have you uh, clicked the old email refresh button to find if you can buy single game tickets here? <laughs> Let's see. All I have is an email from Steven about picks. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, so I guess we will... Well, is it in the uh, selection show information? That's a good question. Uh, I love being prepared. We are super prepared. Watch party RSVP. Okay. Reading Scorching and reading. weekend. That is a scorching weekend. It was, it was a scorching weekend. Reading we should probably talk about the scorching weekend, but... I think we're done with the with the live portion of the show, and it's already been forty four minutes. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, there's there's nothing about tickets, so we'll wait on that. Um, there's, there's another like good shot of Georgia Tech. And they're just chilling at this point. It looks like that's a very interestingly placed camera. That's say, not there for the video board. I can't tell which angle it's from. No, it has to be on top of the video board. Look how high it is. It's either also, no. How well, else would they know if they're on TV? Well, it's not on the video. Board. That's that's actually a really good point. I I was it is gonna I, say O'Keefe expert. Jay I was Grace. gonna say I was gonna say maybe the camera is set up on the. <laughs> wait, we don't have a box. I think I mixed up. Uh, I mixed up Ken Byers and O'Keefe. The, the, it's the, been a while. It's been a while. Okay. The box situation at O'Keefe is all pending. All that. Uh, all they the construction the, like, donation, and then we haven't heard any details in two yeah. years. So I think that's something to keep an eye on because because yeah. it was on the projects list. They deserve this awesome stadium they already have, but with like better locker rooms. Yes, yes. I I would hate to lose the vibes, uh, but I would hate. I think that you it can... would mean that they like got stuck in forever. If but look at Gregory Gymnasium, like we just saw. Like you can keep the vibes. Of an old building while making it newer. I think the thing with Gregory Gymnasium, if you pull up the picture again, their yeah. floors are huge. Oh yeah, it's a lot like, wider. Because it, it, I, I assume that's a multi-purpose facility. I think because their basketball arena back in the day. Oh no, recently their their new gym was recently finished. Four thousand seat gym. There's no way it was that recent, right? Oh no 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 go up go up, go up, go. Up. Here we go. Uh, it was undergo swimming teams. Yeah, well, this this was probably their version of Heisman Gym. Basketball moved out in 1977. Yeah, it's their version of Heisman Gym, basically. Okay. Um, and here's why it... Yeah, so it's also part of the rest of the uh, massive it's, annex. It's, it's it's Fike at Clemson. I have no frame of reference to that. Oh, okay. I've swum there a bunch of times. It makes sense. Trust me. <laughs> it's, it's the CRC. It's yeah. a smaller CRC, effectively. Yeah. But, like, old. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I, I think it's a little difficult to compare the two. Well, because that was built to be a college gymnasium, and O'Keefe was built to be a junior high gymnasium. Yeah, and and I think the, I think if and when O'Keefe is renovated, it's going to be hard to keep the bandbox without. Like I, I you think it's going to be hard to keep the bandbox because you you have to expand the footprint to build anything. But you can't. There's a highway three feet past the wall. Right, but you can build the other way. Yeah, that's true. I think if they did, <laughs> yes, I can. I think if they also... did anything, it would be like on the ends of the of the stadium, like the north and the south sides. But the, uh, box seats for O'Keefe would be very interesting. 
there's no way I'd be able to afford them. But yes, they would be very interesting. I assume that there would be a long list of people waiting. Yeah, that is uh, not unexpected given that they were able to sell out their complete uh, slate this year. Again, one comment that I keep coming back to. How did we put 2,500 people in that room for games back in 2009? Because uh, it's packed with 1,200. Fire code is fake. Fire code, yeah. Well, apparently they were like lining up like three or four deep on the end lines, and there's probably less TV stuff and have you? Like that, if but. you're a fire marshal listening to this, please cup your ears. The fire code in Upkeep has been fake before. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, uh, good to see Mississippi State. They're currently on the screen. We played them. Um, that was a tough, tough matchup. But yeah, again, it's a very, I mean, again, it's not a coincidence that we're seeing a lot of very familiar faces. I think this is something that also that is a very southern name, <laughs> Julie Darty Dennis. Darty, uh, woo. Um, I think this goes back to something that we were saying earlier. Even when we were only through half of the bracket, so many teams on Tech's schedule from this year have made the tournament. And it's a testament or another testament to how scheduling tough can net you points or or is a a formative experience and can net you points later on down the road. Is this where we take a hard left turn into our 340th ranked strength of schedule in men's basketball? Uh, No, we're going to... Okay, here's what we're going to do. This is both an audience update and a Jake update. We're going to split this episode now that we've talked for an hour just about volleyball. We're going to release this now, and then we're going to talk about our normal stuff. Yeah, so we'll do volleyball results in the next episode. This will be live to you as soon as possible. We'll get the uh, coverage out on the site as well. All right, plug all of our stuff so I can finish and upload this. From the rumble seat at gmail.com for uh, ideas, thoughts. If you want to do live things, uh, if you have ways we can improve, send us an email. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Comment uh, on articles. Uh, Twitter is at FTRS blog. Um, and then you also have from the rumble seat.com. So feel free to check us out there as well. Uh, I am Jake Grant 98 on Twitter, and Akshay is. Twitter redacted on Twitter, um, but Incredible. feel free to give us a follow there. Uh, we'll be talking about volleyball and basketball in the next one. Uh, and in the meantime, hopefully see you at O'Keefe. If not, uh, tune in on Thursday for the first round.